Welcome, everyone, to this episode of the Chronicle Weekly Report. I'm Lane Healy. And I'm Anya Grindelski. Here's what's in the news for Wednesday, February 9th. PCR tests are out and rapid are in. Per the university's updated COVID-19 policies, students are now fully responsible for monitoring their health, as well as reporting positive test results to student health services. However, COVID-positive students are experiencing varied and confusing responses from administration. Staff writer Crystal Miller has the story. Quinnipiac University announced its new $244 million construction plan in a press release on February 3rd. It will include a South Quad, two new academic buildings, and a residence hall. Students are most concerned about the Pine Grove path on campus, which will be torn down for construction. They claim the project goes against Quinnipiac's alleged focus on sustainability. Since the fall 2021 semester, 16 student government association representatives have resigned. Digital news editor Chatwan Mongol walks you through each resignation, and reports Vice President for Public Relations Jennifer McHugh says the influx is normal for this time of year. After a two-year hiatus due to the COVID-19 pandemic, Quinnipiac University students are finally able to study abroad again. This semester, 83 students are overseas in Spain and Ireland. Along with making memories and celebrating different cultures, the experience also includes some intense COVID restrictions. In opinion, Editor-in-Chief Michael Sicoli thinks just because you have a voice doesn't mean you should use it. He says political commentators hold too much power, often spewing misinformation to a cult following, causing the perpetuation of fake news. News editor Nicole McIsaac says Valentine's Day isn't just for couples. Based with a foundation in love, she argues the holiday is ultimately up for interpretation, and we can show love for ourselves and others in a variety of ways. But associate sports editor Ethan Hurwitz is ready with his rebuttal and believes Valentine's Day devalues the meaning of love. He says it puts pressure on couples to get expensive gifts and shower one another in love, something they should be doing every day. In this edition of Bobcat Buzz, managing editor Emily Flamey thanks the shuttle drivers and recounts a time when a driver personally helped her. In arts and life, snacks are easily the MVP of a perfect Super Bowl watch party. This year, Arts and Life editor Ashley Pelletier's Got Your Back, with two unmatched recipes for buffalo chicken dip and whoopie pies that are bound to be a hit. After its release in December 2021, the Sex and the City reboot, and just like that, was a disappointing watch. With the absence of iconic character Samantha and flat storylines for the other main characters, Associate Arts and Life editor David Matos hopes for a season two, simply so that writers can clean up their mess. What's better than watching a friendly game of contact football between the faculty and administration of Quinnipiac University? In this satirical piece, Associate Opinion Editor Michael LaRocca writes the fictitious game, featuring faculty celebrities and baffled student reactions. Associate News Editor Melina Khan believes late 90s show The Challenge was the pioneer of reality television. Its relatable and digestible content made its viewership rise as American households became engrossed with reality TV. The show was widely popular throughout the 2000s, remaining a personal favorite of cons to this day. Journalist Alex Papadimus revived teen vampire obsessions around the world with a podcast episode covering the history of Twilight on the big hit show podcast. The five-episode chapter balances the tales of production and fandom while noting several controversial topics seen in the saga. On February 3rd, well-known ESPN broadcaster Chris Berman visited Quinnipiac's School of Communications. Berman's connection to Quinnipiac Media Group, Ability Media, was what brought him to campus. 
During his visit, Berman used the Ed McMahon studio to shoot a commercial and hosted a Q&A session for students interested in a sports journalism career. In sports, the Quinnipiac women's hockey team is facing a rocky start to the new year. After starting their season with a 13-game winning streak, 2022 has brought only four wins out of 11 games for the Bobcats. Associate Sports Editor Cameron Lavasser has the recap of their recent three-game weekend slate. It takes death to officially diagnose a CTE case. But former Quinnipiac hockey player Neil Breen lives every day with symptoms linked to a CTE diagnosis. In part two of this story, sports editor Riley Millette and editor-in-chief Michael Sicoli explain the connection between repeated blows to the head and future health problems. Breen is not the only one. He bonded with former Team USA bobsledder William Person, who dealt with similar mental health issues. After lawsuits, online activism, and more, athletes exhibiting CTE symptoms still have no answers and no help. And because of this, many athletes suffering like Breen in person will go too soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Chronicle Weekly Report. I'm Lane Healy. And I'm Anya Grindelski. Be sure to pick up this week's paper or check out our website, kuchronicle.com. Thanks for listening to the Weekly Report. We'll be back with another episode next Wednesday.